0: So Tuning in to Mystic Witch. I'm your host, Blue, a tarot reader, teacher, and witch, and you can find out more about me at BlueJuneTarot.com. Mystic Witch is a podcast about magic, divination, and all things supernatural. Hey, Mystic Witches! We're here with Caitlin Foyzee. Kayla Poise is a multimedia artist, occultist, and writer. Her fine art pieces have been displayed at the Worcester Art Museum, Ohio History Museum, Moda, Weem, A&D Gallery, and Last Rights. She has graced the pages of the Grammy Award programs and the stage of Cynthia von Buehler's immersive historical plays, Speakeasy Dollhouse, and the Booth Brothers. Caitlin has been featured in New York Times, Elle Magazine, Paper Magazine, GQ Italy, Time Out New York, Witches and Pagans, and many others for her work as an artist, curator, and occultist. She has written for Motherboard Vice, Electric Literature, Luna Luna, Eris Magazine, Coil House, and held events with Atlas Obscura and lectured at Morbid Anatomy. Her short films have been shown at Cinématique Francaise as part of the Romani Avant-Garde Film Sessions, and illustrations are featured on The Smashing Pumpkins Shiny and Oh So Bright tour, as well as William Patrick Corrigan's Ogi Lala Tour. She is the artist for The Sybil's Oraculum with Tayana McQuillar and the forthcoming Hoodoo Tarot. Chaos of the Third Mind with Vanessa Sinclair will be released in 2020 from Folger LTD, UK. She was called a female Jack Kerouac by Taylor Meade, a modern-day Francesca Woodman by Cynthia Von Buhler, and William Patrick Corgan has said they used to burn witches like Caitlin. Welcome, Ms. Poise. Hi, thank you so much for having me. So I have an opening question that I ask everyone. Which tarot card do you feel represents you most, and why?
1: Um, I think... It's probably my favorite tarot card, which is the Wheel of Fortune. I've always felt like, I mean, everything in the world is in cycles. You know, you're going to have your up cycles. You're going to have your down cycles. Um, You know, it's like the ocean, you know, it ebbs and flows and like the moon cycles, all of that. But I always feel like me, every down cycle ends up being fortunate. And I just sort of always really connected with that card. And so everything that I do um, sort of revolves around that card as well. I mean, you know, talking about the archetypes, I'm like, yeah, like wheel of fortune. That's, that's just me. <laughs> um, and I have this saying that I came up with a uh, Dame Darcy one time when we we're hanging out in New York and it was all that glitters is gold. And so we just came up with that, like, you know, out of the, the original one that all that glitters is not gold, but, um, I was like, yeah, like everything that we touch, it's going to be gold. And that's very wheel of fortune.
0: (laughs) I love that. If that makes sense, you're, you're a mover and a shaker. So the wheel of fortune is always spinning for you.
1: Yes. I'm
0: (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell us a little bit about how you got introduced to your spiritual path?
1: I think it was accidental. I mean, I, growing up, I used to watch my grandmother on my mother's side do all of these things that I thought were very normal and turned out like they, they weren't. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It was a lot of this folk magic and cooking and a lot of these like remedies. And I had no idea that other people weren't doing it. Like I always use this example, but to cure hiccups, you tie a key around a red string and put it over your head and then throw it over your left shoulder and it will get rid of your hiccups. And I was like, Everyone does this. (laughs) And, you know, like as a kid, like everyone's like, no, they don't. (laughs) So that's how I was sort of introduced to things. And I didn't quite realize what it was until a little bit later in life. And then, you know, I went to Cape Cod when I was, must have been like 11 or 12. And I went into this shop called the Mystic Tree of Life. And I found this tarot deck and I was like, oh man this is this is it you know like,
0: yes
1: I found it I found my language you know um but it was it was a mixture of just watching my grandmother because I was so intrigued by the little things that she did and then finding that tarot deck you know at age 12 um and just sort of practicing with that like I wanted to like you know sleep with the cards under my pillow. I wanted to learn them. I (laughs) wanted to learn the pictures on them. I was very, very, you know, I am very visual. So, you know, the images were intriguing. I wanted to know all of the symbolism on them because I didn't grow up with any sort of religion really, except for, you know, like I made houses for fairies and went into the forest.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing.
1: Like I had no idea. Um, you know, until I went to school and everyone's like, who went to Sunday school? And I was like, what is Sunday school? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, it really was just watching my grandmother mostly cause she had the garden. So she would teach me about herbs and then, you know, like if one of us got a burn or a cut, she would be like, Oh, just take this, this, and this, and like put it on the cut. And I was like, Oh, okay. So, you know, as I, I got older, it, it, all came together. But I think my childhood is definitely what formed it. And I just didn't know.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that's true for a lot of uh, a lot of witches. Looking back in retrospect, I'm like, Oh, my God, I've always been this. But I knew that the second I really learned about what what magic really is. I was like, this is me, a part of me that's always been missing. Here it is. Absolutely. But when did you really realize that you are that you are a witch that you are magical?
1: Well, okay, so it was
0: middle school.
1: Um, some friends of mine, two friends of mine, and I we decided to start a coven. I mean, we really didn't know what we were doing, <laughs> but we got one of the girls was really mad at this girl that sort of bullied her, and we're like, you know what, this is so bad. Like we're like, let's get rid of her. Like. <laughs> So we did this like weird spell, which ended up, oh my God, exploding in my house. And I got grounded from witchcraft for like two months, which is a really funny thing to say to people, you know, like when you're like 12 and 13, you know, (laughs) 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 but yeah, so like my mom like took away all my herbs and my candles and my bottles and all of that stuff. And, um, and then like the girl that was bullying my friends, Got sick for two weeks, and we were like, oh my God.
0: No. You know, like, wow. It worked. <laughs> it worked. <laughs>
1: But we are also, like, you know, it was, like, a big eye-opener for me, too, because I was, like, okay, this worked in a really unusual way. We were trying to get something, and we got something else. But I was, like, it was the first time where I was, like, okay, you have to be very careful of your wording and what your projections are. And so, like, after that, I was definitely a little bit more, you know, careful with things because I was, like, okay. Not really trying to end her life. (laughs) Right. It was, like, we wanted her to, like, move away to a different state, you know, and she ended up getting sick, like... (laughs) (laughs)
0: I'm sure everyone asks you this, but uh, I know that you were at Billy Corgan's birthday party last night, and you have become very close friends, so I'm curious, how did that happen? I mean, I remember that he submitted a piece in your Altars as Art Forms exhibit in 2014. Did you meet before then?
1: We did. We actually met in, I think it was 2012. Um, It was right after the Oceania Um, release that album. And his former bassist, uh, Nicole Ferrantino, she was in town and we, uh, you know, we've known each other forever. We grew up together. So we met up for drinks and she was like, you know what? She was like, you and Billy are really, really alike. And she was like, as far as like spirituality and like into the tarot. And she was like, you guys have like a very interesting thought process. That's, you know, a creative process that, that, is very unique to both of you, but actually just works together. She was like, I think you guys should meet. So I was like, okay. So she invited me to the show. And then afterwards we all went out to dinner and he and I had a really nice conversation about the tarot. And then we, um, we, you know, we said that we were going to talk again and then we just sort of like lost contact and, you know, didn't really talk that much throughout the year. And then around 2013, I was doing a, tarot class at his uh, tea shop in Highland Park. And so I didn't realize it, but it was right around his birthday. And so I got a message from Nicole, who happened to be in Chicago at the time. And she was like, hey, Billy's in town before South by Southwest. You know, he's having a birthday party tonight. You should come. And I was like, okay, I'll come. So I ended up going to his birthday party and we ended up talking all night and he gave me, you know, his email address. And he was like, you know what? He was like, let's keep up this conversation. This is awesome. And I was like, okay, great. And so we started talking more. We were interested in a lot of the same things and that's how our friendship sort of formed. And then it's, it's just gotten stronger over the years. And then of course, when I moved to Chicago, now we see each other much more often. So now we're really, really close, but, um, you know, I was so happy in, in 2014 when, you know, I messaged him and I was like, Hey, I'm doing this uh, this show and I'd really love like a piece from you and he was like, Yeah, absolutely. And I was like, Great. And he was like, You know what's funny? He was like, People are so afraid of me. They never ask me to do anything. And I was like, Don't worry, I'm not afraid of you. <laughs> I was like, There's no fear here. I'm not
0: starstruck, <laughs> sorry. <laughs>
1: So it was really funny, but I mean, over the years, you know, we've shared so many ideas and one of the things that he always says to me is he was like, the reason that we work together so well is that we both speak in poetry and we just understand each other on this, this very poetic, deep level. And I was like, you know what? That's, that's very accurate. It's a perfectly accurate way to put it.
0: Love it. I love that. I, can you tell us uh, a little bit about La Guitana and Mistress of Magic? Am I saying that right? la, la gitana
1: it's la gitana oh. um and mistress of magic so i i got that name let's see it must have been 2000 I'm gonna say maybe 2006 my time frame is very off these days i'm like that was a long time <laughs> ago um but uh, i went to miami with a palero and his god family they um they kept like seeing my my spirits and they were like oh my God, you know, is she La is she Is she Hitana? And he was like, yeah, she is. And so they just started calling me that. And then all of a sudden, everyone started calling me that. And I was like, okay, I'm just the gypsy. Like, <laughs> like that's what I am. Um, so, but it's it's also a good name for me because I am part Romani. And it's a way for me to kind of like tackle Certain stereotypes and certain issues that people have with the word, too. So it's a good introduction that allows me to teach uh, people about our culture.
0: And Mistress of Magic, what is that?
1: My godfather, Ochani Lele, gave me that name because we worked together a few times, and I, I used to visit him when he lived in uh, Florida. And one day we we're walking along where I think there was a huge tree called the Senator. I believe it was called the Senator. I want to say that, but um, and it was like the oldest tree in, um, in Florida. and I mean unfortunately it burned down like within the past couple of years, oh, wow. uh, which is awful. But we were visiting that tree and we were walking around the park and I was like, oh my God, there's this frog leg and I was like, it looks like a frog is trapped in the water. And he was like, let's, let's save it. And I was like, okay. And I started to like lift up this piece of wood that was on top of the the frog. And we noticed that it was just a leg. And I was like, you want to see something funny? I was like, let's make it move. And so like, we like put our hands together and like the frog leg actually like, you know, like moved down like the stream. And he was like, you are a witch. You are the <laughs> mistress of magic. He was like, You just made a dead frog leg go down a stream.
0: <laughs> I, why am I not that shocked?
1: <laughs> so it was really funny. So that ever since then, he's just been calling me the mistress of magic, and it, it sort of carried over. I was like, All right, you know, like I, I get it, you know. And also, I kind of like the whole thing of like mistress of magic, mom. And I was like, Yeah, mom. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, so you have a sold-out event coming up in Marrakesh, Morocco. Yeah. Do you want to tell us about that?
1: Yeah. Um, so Shireen Vismaya and I have been working together, God, it must be 12 to 15 years now. And um, we really wanted to do this retreat that sort of incorporated all of the elements of Venus because, you know, we're in a, a hard time right now, like within like the state of the world. And one of the things that's, been told to me you know especially when i was trying to find my my way and trying to figure out what i should be doing you know in this world to kind of help and um Molly Crabapple was like you create beauty she's like you provide resting places uh for people that like you know in turmoil they can come and kind of breathe this in and so Shereen and i were talking and we're like yeah like that's what we need right now we need places of beauty resting places and in Romani there's a there's a saying called Achintan, and it's um stopping place. And so, you know, like creating stopping places. So Shereen and I were talking, like, where's the most beautiful place that we can do this, like this, you know, beautiful respite. And Shereen has done retreats before in Marikach, and um, So we decided on that, and we decided to focus on glamour magic, um, you know, Venus energy, working with the archetypes um, and journaling, Shireen does Jungian journaling and she does, um, you know, we do a lot of meditations and stuff together. And what it does is it just sort of balances what's already like within that person and brings out this sort of like glamorous self. Mm -hmm. And I mean, this can be for both men and women, but you know, it, a lot of times, like with like glamour magic, it's, Harnessing and sort of capturing that person, that ideal person that we sort of all have within us in our head. And sort of feel like we're always trying to live up to. And here it is, it's like, well, you can harness that, you know, you can absolutely be there. And part of that is being in beautiful surroundings. Part of that is allowing yourself to have like these resting places where you can kind of get up in the morning and have your coffee and journal while these like, glorious birds like chirp all around you. Mm. And we also teach people how to incorporate that in everyday life, too. So if you're going back to the office after this, it's like, okay, well, here are some tools that during the day you can kind of tap into and, you know, keep that magic alive while you're in the day-to-day.
0: Wow. It's almost like a meditation
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, like magical experience, like through meditation, you know, like a
0: walking meditation. Yes. It sounds so healing for the inner child to tap into that on a regular basis also. Absolutely. I, you know, I was just having this conversation
1: with a, with a medium last night and we were saying, I was like, she was like, what's the most healing experience for you? And I was like, well, beauty. And I was like, also playing with kids. I was like, you know, like, their energy is so pure and so joyous because, like, there's so much magic in the world for them that we need to, like, tap into that. Like, to them, it's like, whoa, an airplane, those (laughs) waves, wow, you know, (laughs) like, everything is just glorious and, and amazing to them. And I was like, this is what we need to be tapping into, like, this pure joy of being constantly curious and constantly in amazement of, like, nature's miracles,
0: I love hanging out with kids because it's like, oh, finally, somebody that's on my mental level. (laughs) Let me suck your life force, child. Okay, I'm not that witch. I'm not that witch. You have another event. They may not be able to participate any longer in the Marrakesh one, but you have another similar event coming up in New Orleans, right? We do. In
1: fact, that one is based on the archetypes of the tarot. So... Um, What we're doing is we're spending a few days really going over certain card combinations, certain archetype um, combinations that we felt really sort of, um, in essence, were magnified in New Orleans, which is such a magical city in itself. Um, And so, you know, every day we get up, we go into this beautiful courtyard um, of, you know, a gorgeous hotel. We do the daily meditation, daily journaling. We're going to do daily card pulls, too. So it's like mini readings, you know, every day. So like it will be focusing on the energy of the day, um, what that person needs to be focusing on for themselves, for their best selves. You know, if they have a goal in mind, what's the energy they need to be tapping into for that and really just sort of building this like key toolkit, essentially, for them to really go forward, you know, like in their own lives. And of course, I'm always going to incorporate glamour magic. Um, And also part of New Orleans for me is during... um, During the Lost Generation, like F. Scott Fitzgerald's, there's a house that he wrote in, you know, during that time. So I bring people into these magical spaces, too. So this is one of them, you know, like part of, you know, like that, like magician, like energy of like, you know, creating these words and these these books and these writings, you know, in a space that has like historical context. You know, the last one that we did in New Orleans, you know, I brought people to Marie Laveau's house and... And I brought them to other historical places. So I always try to incorporate historical spaces within these retreats too.
0: That sounds so lovely. I wanna go. Yeah,
1: I'm tapping into different frequencies. Like, you know, you can tap into so many different frequencies just by tapping into historical spaces and the energy and the people that walk through there.
0: Well, we've reached our Ashintan. Did I say it right? Yay. So we're at our stopping point. But when we come back, Caitlin's going to talk about glamour magic and give us some spells. We can be working to ensorcel the world. Dirty segment from the Broom Closet. Uh, First of all, if you are not already following at Mystic Witch Podcast on Instagram or Facebook, you are missing out. You're missing out on bonus audio clips from our shows. You're missing out on photos and links to our guests and how to follow them and follow their upcoming events. So get on it. Follow us at Mystic Witch Podcast Also, if you haven't subscribed to the show, it's really helpful if you do. um, Whatever your preferred platform is, we're available right now on eight different platforms. We're working on getting on more. If you have one that you want us to try to get on, we may not know. We may not be aware of it. So please email us at mysticwitchpodcasts at gmail.com. And then also, please rate the show. It takes one second, and I just, you know, the feedback is positive no matter... matter what the rating is with blue June tarot we have uh, some upcoming classes intuitive tarot part one is on April 5th that's a Friday this Friday no it is this Friday (laughs) April 5th 7 to 10 p.m. this class is less about learning about the tarot it's more about learning about intuition Um, intuition using tarot as a tool We'll do exercises for intuitive development. Uh, there will be practice sessions with your peers, so bring your cards if you have them. I recommend bringing something based off of the Smith Waite deck, which is most decks for the last plus, 100 plus years. So, um, Intuitive Tarot Part 2 is going to be May 3rd from 7 to 10 p.m. These are both $30 a piece. And it's more of the same but also going over placements in complex spreads, going over reversals, and more practice sessions. That is more for intermediate to advanced students. Uh, So if if you feel like you already are intuitive and you just want to learn a little bit more about tarot spreads and reversals, then that's the class for you. If not, then you should come to the first class and use that month to practice in between. Uh, my classes are the first Friday of every month at Namaste Bookshop on 5th Avenue and 14th Street. And let's say that you are not around New York City for these classes. I do teach privately. To focus on one student, you're going to get more focus out of me. So you can find out more about that if you email me at BlueJuneTarot at gmail.com. We have... Some symbology of the tarot class is coming up later in the year that will be focusing on the actual meanings of the cards. This is really highly focused on the history, why each glyph is used, and where and why and how, and we really look into all the details of the Smithwaite deck, which, as I said before, most decks have been based off of for the last hundred plus years. You can also book me for readings, no matter where you live. If you do not live in New York City, you can purchase a phone reading. And I have just lowered the the price for phone readings to $50 for 30 minutes, uh, a one-on-one session over the phone. We can always do a phone session. So you can always book me. It's www.bluejunetarot.com. Blue like a color, June like the month. Feel free to book a session with me. You know, this is a really good time to get in there and make a booking. And I look forward to reading for you. All right, this has been The Broom Closet. Welcome back. So Caitlin Poisey has recently been writing a few articles in her blog about uh, glamour magic. So I asked her to come on the show and tell us a little bit more about that and give us some tips on it. Okay.
1: So glamour magic is a way to connect with like that inner self that we always sort of strive to be. And it's Basically very simple. It's, it's a series of little tips and tricks and, you know, and changes in our everyday practice that sort of lead up to this narrative or this character. You know, some people have to do a persona, um, you know, especially if they're on stage or something like that. But, you know, and then you can just sort of, you know, go back into, like, the regular self. And then other people are just like, you know what? Like, I just want to be this this person. Like, I want to be a good person. I want to do this. I want to, you know, help people and blah, blah, blah. And that's part of, you know, glamour magic as well. So one of the the best things that I've ever been taught, and it completely works, was by glamorous bombshell Veronica Varlow. She said... That if you want to command a room, what you do is right before you walk in through the door, you take a deep breath, straighten your back, you roll your shoulders back, you walk into the door very slowly, and then you stand there for about a minute and you just look around and you will notice that all of a sudden people stop what they're doing and they'll come towards you. I'm doing universe. it right
0: now and it feels so powerful. It's so graceful feeling. Regal. It's
1: graceful and so powerful and it works, you know. And it's not like you're manipulating anything, you know, it's just like you're stepping into your own power and just being like I'm here. And you know, so that is one of the the biggest and like most wonderful um, you know, pieces of information that I've ever been given and I was like, "Oh, Veronica, I love you." Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I do a lot with mirrors and you know I I know a lot of people have a weird reaction to mirrors like some people love them some people hate them and I always think of them as allies so I'm always buying mirrors I'm like oh this is my fairy tale mirror and this is like the mirror that protects the home and you can create glamour magic just by having these mirrors and I call it ensorceling the mirrors to, you know, different purposes or different jobs. And so what you can do is you can take a mixture of a little bit of rubbing alcohol, um, a little bit of, you know, special water. Sometimes like it's like holy water or sometimes you could use like Florida water or rose water um, and you add a little bit of perfume or essential oil and, you know, usually going and coinciding with any properties you want to give to that mirror. And then you wipe down the mirror and you coat the outside of the mirror with the oils and you basically speak to the mirror and you say, whoever steps in this home is going to feel a loving vibe.
0: (gasps) That reminds me of how we met. Can I share? Oh my God. Because that's how I felt. So it was five years ago. uh, The very first witch's compass uh, which yep. was a monthly ritual event and i have to say i consider that my initiation because i went every month for a whole year um yeah and we, the intensity in the space just waiting to enter the event space and and like just being nervous and excited already like felt very powerful and then we walk into this dark space and we're we're meant to hit certain points like we're cleansing with earth and fire and air and all that And we get to the back of the event space, and there's Caitlin holding up a mirror and not saying a word to any of us. And we're just meant to look at ourselves in the mirror. And I felt so much love for myself in that moment and looked up at Caitlin, and we were both just smiling so big. And it was supposed to be this serious thing, but I think you saw that happen to me. And. Mm -hmm. That was such a cool thing. Did you uh, dress the mirror with those things that you were talking about in that event? I did. Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and that's, you know, a very simple way of glamour magic, and it makes people feel welcome in your space. It makes people love themselves, you know, and that's one of the things that I've really been working on with glamour magic is I want people to feel comfortable in their bodies, like in their heads. And, you know, of course, like we're always going to have good days and bad days. I mean, wheel of fortune card, you know, um, (laughs) it's, it's so important because right now we're living this life and you know, what kind of life is it? If you can't appreciate yourself, you know, and it's so important for me. So a lot of this is like mirror magic. I carry around, these, uh, tiny compact mirrors too. And I tell people to do it all the time. Every time we do a glamor magic thing, I'm like, bring your compacts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and for men, I just tell them to bring a little pocket mirror, you know, and then just like, you know, don't be afraid of like bringing a pocket mirror. Don't, don't be afraid of looking in that mirror. Um, and what we do is we, you know, do the same thing. We, we wash the mirrors, we like ensorcel them. And then that way, when you look inside that pocket mirror, What I tell people to do is look at the way that your face is shifting and like visualize it changing into like that, you know, like the most beautiful, wonderful aspects of yourself. And you'll notice in the mirror, it starts to change and you can see it happening and you're like, oh, my God. This is really, really happening, and you know, and then you just close the mirror and you just make sure no one else, le- you know, looks in it for that. Like if it's a personal mirror, mm-hmm. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and just that act alone can completely, you know, change a vibe. Like I had written about this a little bit in um, one of my Glamour Magic blogs, and you know, where I was talking about Marilyn Monroe, and the easiest way to explain it there is she was in the subway station with a friend of hers, and she. Um, you know, was basically just walking around. No one was noticing who she was. Um, and she was like, do you want to see me become her? And her friend was like, what? He, yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> and the woman was like, I don't know what she did. She just either, she just did something. And all of a sudden, everyone around her was like, oh my God, it's Marilyn Monroe. But she could easily sort of shapeshift into no one can see me. I'm just an average, everyday woman, into here I am. I'm Marilyn. <laughs> and, you know, it's one of the best stories that I've, I, you know, I ever heard about Glamour Magic because I was like, that's exactly what it is. And, you know, so there's many ways that you can kind of tap into this. One of them is is breathing. You know, you breathe in, just like the Veronica Barlow, you know, like little um, thing where you're stepping into the door, but you breathe in throw your shoulders back and you visualize yourself, you know, as that person that's, that's, you know, like lodged in your head as like, you know, sort of like your, your most, your best self emerging. And the more that you do that, the more that people will notice that. So there's these tiny things that you can do. Um, you know, if you have trouble doing that and really staying in that space, you can work with photographs. So, one of the things that I did years ago is I would work with photographs. I was going through a really tough time. It was my Saturn return. Um, really, really depressed. And so I was like, okay, how can I kind of transform this? And I started taking self-portraits, and so I filled up the bathtub with water, I dumped a bunch of flowers in it, and I just got in, and I was like, I'm drowning, and, you know, held the camera up above my head and hoped that, like, I didn't drop it in, you know? (laughs) Um, But what came out of that was these really beautiful photographs, and I was like, okay, like, I see this, I'm transforming things, and I can look at my face, and I can see how it's transforming, and I can essentially... Become anything that I need to become. And, you know, so when you're doing portraits or self portraits or anything like that, it's you and a camera. And there's something very powerful about that because you have complete control about it, how these are edited, you know, how you look. Um, you can step into any sort of character or persona. I mean, sometimes I'm feeling rough around the edges and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna do this thing where like my eyes are gouged out, like Saint Lucy's, and like, <laughs> you know, and and I'll create like a series like that, or these times where you know I'm like man, I'm feeling a little bit, you know, ethereal and let me do like a softer portrait series or let me tap into this other part of me. Like for Valentine's Day, I did one with this like red bunny mask. And I was like, this is so kind of like out of character for me right now that I need to be in this character right now. (laughs) And They came out, you know, beautiful. And I was like, okay, like, and I was really nervous about them because I was like, oh man, you know, is my cellulite going to show or like, (laughs) (laughs) which is like, you know, concerns that, you know, everyone has, but I was like, I'm going to allow myself to be in this space where I'm creating something with myself and creating something in, you know, this glamorous setting, um, or, you know, in this space, um, you know, there's other things that I tell people to do. I'm like, okay, like, look at, your apartment. Look at, you know, what's surrounding you. I mean, I have to spend so much time in my apartment by myself when I'm Mm. working that, you know, it would be so easy for me to slob it up, you know, and there are times where I'm like, whoops, I've been wearing the same slip for a week. (laughs) 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 But I also look around at my surroundings, you know, I I fill it with plants. I, I fill it with layers and, um, you know, I, I have this environment that I'm like, okay, like I feel good in this. And, you know, and the thing about it is like, it doesn't have to be totally expensive either. You can go to like antique stores or thrift stores and just pick up these small pieces that make you feel luxurious. You can drink sparkling water with lemon in it and feel luxurious. Um, you know, it's all of these tiny things that you can do to kind of create this magical glamour. Um, one of the things that I did years ago is when I was in New Orleans, I I created a small film, which was actually in the Romani cinema. And it was part of it was looking in a handheld mirror and brushing my hair. And that's one of the ways that you can tap into glamor magic as well. It's like you're, you're brushing out like anything that you sort of want to release. And then you're looking at the mirror side of of things. And you're sort of going into that glamour, um, that persona. And it's not that it's not you. It absolutely is a part of you, but it's just tapping into something that's deeper than you. Um, and I think that's a really, you know, beautiful method. Um, you know, there's, there's so many aspects to it. You know, I, I talked about in my blog, you know, Marilyn Monroe and also Eartha Kitt and both of them I, it are just like the epitome of beauty to me, you know, like that whole 1920s to like early 1960s Hollywood glamour to me. Like, I mean, hmm. there's nothing like it in the world. I'm like, oh, let me breathe this in. um, <laughs> um and you know, there is a darker side to it too, you know. So I don't want to say that it's all just sort of like, hey, mirrors and feeling good. Um, you know, the villains of, of movies are often very glamorous as well, or there is an untouchableness about glamour magic. The but,
0: jealous um, queen from Sleeping Beauty. Right. Yes, so much glamour.
1: Absolutely. And she's got the mirror and everything, yep. you know?
0: It's
1: like, <laughs> um you know, there there's there's so much of this, and, you know, like, you have to tap into the the darker aspects, too. I mean, with any sort of magic, you know, you're going to have to balance both. Um, you know, one can't exist without the other. But, you know, for them, glamour was partially about healing childhood trauma, too. Yeah they could step into these personas and, and be like, okay, like, you know, this person is loved and I'm feeding this like inner child. I mean, both of them had very childlike energy to them too. Um, and apparently they used to talk on the phone about feeling insecure and, you know, feeling not good enough. So they both had imposter syndrome too, which is very relatable to so many people. Um, you know, and you see that and you're like, okay, like, so these glamorous, you know, larger than life stars have the same issues that we do.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, you know, the beautiful part of glamour magic is knowing that, is knowing that, you know, there's so many people that are going through the same thing at the same time and we can all tap into this beauty energy and, you know, we need beauty in this world. We need glamour in this world because it can be so harsh And we need those stopping places and like glamor magic is partially like that stopping place where it's like, well, here you go, you know, like, let's have this beautiful evening and you know, part of it too, is tapping into a higher frequency. Um, I remember years ago, oh my God, I must've had less than $20 in my account and I was so scared. And I was living in New York and I was hanging out with a friend and it was one of those moments where you're just like, please don't ask me to go out to dinner.
0: (laughs) Uh, That's that's still my life. Hello. And
1: it's like, oh my God, please don't ask me to go out to dinner. But she was like, she was like, let's go have a drink. And I was like, so, you know, I just finally, I was like, look, I have less than $20 in my account. You know, like this is not a good, (laughs) good thing. And she was like, you know what, then we're going to go to the fanciest hotel. And we're going to have a drink. And I was like, okay, but still, you know, got no money. Um, and she was like, no, 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 I'm paying for this. She was like, but we need to shift the frequency. We need to sit here and, you know, have this drink in this really fancy hotel so that we can tap in to this frequency of luxury, of money, of being taken care of. And she was like, for tonight, I want you to feel taken care of. And, you know, and it was just one of the most beautiful gestures. And I was like, this is glamour magic as well. Not only like her offering like this, you know, something as simple as a drink, but us sitting in this like really gorgeous hotel, just like sipping on these you know expensive, probably overly expensive cocktails. But, <laughs> um, you know, just experiencing that. And so I tell people, I'm like, you know what, like go and have a cappuccino at, you know, like you know, a fancy hotel, it'll cost you $5, you know, and you can just sort of sit there and just and enjoy that. But take that in, because you're worth it.
0: I Love it. I love that so much. I'm on my way right now to go to the fanciest hotel in New York. And you would actually know, what do you think the fanciest hotel in New York is? Oh, my God.
1: Um, I'm trying to think. So there's so many of them that I like, like, I have gone for coffee at Ritz Carlton, the Waldorf Astoria. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: um, I love the the Jane Hotel as well. Um, I love.
0: There's so many <laughs>
1: of them. You can choose from so many. I could probably name off hotels
0: all day. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I know that's like one of your main obsessions right now, especially. <laughs> it is. It is. I mean it's funny.
1: It happened a few years ago and I, I was like, I love hotel magic and I love walking into a hotel. I love, um, you know, being in that space. I, I love wondering who's walked into that hotel. Um, you know, who has stayed in those rooms and, you know, I love doing uh, you know rituals in hotels. Like, in fact, when I was in LA a couple years ago, I did one at the Biltmore, and I have plans like within like the next year probably to do one at the like Roosevelt. Um, you know, but just tapping into that and tapping into that energy is just so important. I mean, you know, in my blog about glamour magic I talked about being in the Roosevelt, the Hollywood Roosevelt, and you know, being right next to Marilyn Monroe's room that she used to stay in. And, mm. and it was actually Billy's birthday party. God, it all comes down to <laughs> Billy Corgan's birthday parties for me, apparently.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> this is a very cyclical episode, apparently.
1: <laughs> it was his 50th birthday, and I was in the Hollywood Roseville, and they were having the party there. And, you know, I was so n- nervous because I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to be in this group of people that I don't know, and I'm I'm really nervous. And whenever... I'm in a group of people that I don't know. Like I become a little bit of a wallflower, and I was like, I can't do that. I have to be there and show up for my friend's birthday. I can't sit in a corner and ignore him. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. Um, so, you know, I was like breathing in the energy of the hotel, and I'm like, okay, tell me what you need to to tell me. And you know, I went to to put my hands and the Chinese theater where Marilyn put her hands and there was energy there. And I was like, okay, I can tap into this. And, you know, when I posted a picture right before the party, I think, and they're like, Caitlin, you look so different. And it was because I was tapping into that energy. And I was like, you know, I need to tap into the, the glamour of this hotel, of its history of Marilyn, who's right next to me. And I even said to her, I was like, please help me out tonight. I was like, I'm not good in public. Like, it takes me all day to prepare for a public thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, and it it just helped. And, you know, I think people just need to find what speaks to them. So, you know, Glamour Magic is going to be different for everyone. You know, someone might go into a hotel and be like, I don't know, this doesn't really work for me. But then they could go into, you know, a former nightclub or, you know, or maybe they're... into restaurants or something like that, whatever works for them that makes them feel, you know, kind of like that empowerment, you know, like that, that surge of energy, like you're going to find, you, you find your energy places.
0: Yeah. Do you happen to offer any kind of consultations? On my
1: website, on Caitlinpoise.com, there is a option for a consultation. There is a price there, but I always say like, that's the base price and like, I always tell people to just pay what they can because I feel like it all works out in the end. Yep. Um, Yep. And, you know, or people can always email me and be like, hey, I'm looking for a specific, you know, custom work. Can you work with me on that? People hire me for custom spells all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I'm constantly doing them, you know, very much geared towards them. And, you know, sometimes people hire me to create one for them that they will do. And sometimes they hire me to create one that I will do for them. Um, and you know, later on, I'll probably be offering more classes or, you know, writing on glamor magic and, you know, how to kind of like tap into that. Um, I'm also creating a a newer line of oils and, um, hand salves and things like that, that can tap into it. So I've been working on this recipe for crown of success, which has been working amazing by the way. Um,
0: okay. I'm going to need that. Thanks.
1: Yeah. And it's based on like my favorite cake recipe, which is like a cake that's based on money magic. Um, which is, you know, kind of amazing. And I'm like all into all of this stuff, um, where I'm like, oh, my God, cooking is glamour magic, and, you know, like, creating the space around you is glamour magic, and, you know, so I'm in this, like, world of wonderment right now. Um, Mm -hmm. But, but yes, like, people can, you know, contact me anytime. They can contact me through, like, my website or email me or, you know, on Facebook, Instagram, any of those, and ask me any questions. Um, You know, I'm always up for doing things. My schedule can be a little bit back and forth because I'm always always on deadline, but I always try to schedule things in too. So,
0: you know, no one's
1: going to ever be forgotten.
0: (laughs) Lovely. And when, when is the New Orleans retreat and how can they book that?
1: Okay. So they can go to, um, shireenvismaya.com and it has all the information for the retreat. Um, it's from the 13th through the 16th. And, of what? um, of what month? 12th of May. Um, and we're going to be focusing on the archetypes of the tarot. We also have a tarot class, which is also on Shireen's website. Um, so if they go there, they're going to find all the information they need. Um, and I believe that is March 27th. I have so many dates in my head right now. Please forgive me if I've (laughs) gotten a day off. I'll
0: put all this information in the notes just in case.
1: Yes. Thank you. Um, but we have those two events coming. So, and it's going to be really amazing. I mean, we've done events in New Orleans before, and that was sold out and a beautiful, beautiful retreat. You know, I brought people to the river. Um, you know, I brought them to historical places and this time, you know, we're really going to do the same thing. We're really going to focus on meditations. We're going to go places. We're going to tap into different frequencies and you know, it's, it's always a gorgeous experience.
0: Ah, thank you again so much for coming onto the show. Um, hopefully, we'll I'll see you down in New Orleans in May. <laughs>
1: yes, yes, that'll be amazing.